Welcome to Windsor Christian Fellowship Church Podcast. Our church vision is to win generations to Christ, connect them to His master plan, empower them to succeed, and grow the kingdom of God. For other podcast resources or more information about Windsor Christian Fellowship, please visit us at www.wcf.ca. Rookie, right? Uh, there's a whole, this whole crucifixion story, you know, it amazes me that uh, Satan, who had all wisdom, here he is, he had done his best. He tried to kill our, our God because Isaiah 14, he was going to exalt himself above God, you know that, he got kicked out of heaven like lightning, eh? So how did that work? And uh, so here he, here he, he, now Jesus is dead. I can see Satan and all his cohorts stand around him, and they're, they're partying. They're, yes, we got it done, you know. And, you know, and, but <clears throat> Jesus, like Pastor RJ says, we're going to find out come the later he uh, wasn't dead. <laughs> Praise God. He had work to do when he was down there, amen? But it says, Living, he loved us. Dying, he saved us. Buried, he carried us. Our sins far away. Rising, he justified. Freed us forever. One day he's coming. Oh, glorious day. Oh, glorious day. I'm not on the praise team because I change the words all the time. <laughs> All the time. Praise the Lord. But Jesus was buried. Isaiah 53, 9 and 12 says, Jesus was buried. He went into the bowels of the earth. He went there to preach deliverance to the 42 generations before him and those who were coming after him. And that's us. He went there because he didn't want anybody to die a godless eternity. Separated from him throughout all eternity. Where he said, where Jesus spoke more of hell than he did of heaven. And he told us about the tortures and the torment that's going to go on in hell. Being separated from God. Imagine this, you're, you're going into the, everybody, everybody, I, people say, the, you know, this coexisting, you know, all religions got to get together and we all got, we're all going to get to heaven. And I keep telling, yeah, we're all going to get to heaven, but we're not getting in. And so, you, so just remember when you get up to the gates of heaven and Jesus says, depart from me, I know you're not, but you're going to look and you're going to see people that you knew that knew, used to know Jesus, that they knew Jesus, they're in there, they're sitting at the feast of the lamb, you know, they're there. And you're going to depart off into torment. Torment through eternity. This life, this life is just short. This life, everybody says, oh, they died at 90 years old. They had such a good life. I said, no, their life is just beginning. Jesus was buried for this. He says he died for us so that our sins would be forgiven as far as the east is from the west. You know the significance of that is? North and south will always meet. 
but east and west will never meet. If you're going east, you keep going east. If you're going west, you go west. They don't ever meet. Jesus said that when he forgives us of our sins, that's what he does. We can confess them. There's not one sin we've ever committed that we cannot confess to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in sincerity of heart that he puts under, that he doesn't ever remember no more. He don't hold us against us. It's only Satan. It's only the lie of the devil that comes and tells you, look, you did this once before. You did this. Remember when you did that? Well, you're no good. Jesus doesn't love you. It's only Satan that does that. He did this for us. So don't let anyone ever tell you that you're not forgiven. Don't ever let the, that voice in, that, in your mind tell you that, that, that you're incapable of doing things. That's a lie of the devil to keep you down. He doesn't want us to rise up. Don't believe you can take the promises of God literally. Literally, you can take them. He says, we are the head and not the tail. We are above and not beneath. We are the authority in the earth. If we would use it and take it for the name of Jesus Christ, we can change our cities. We can change our homes. We stay on our knees before our children. Some of us got children that are wayward. That we've been taught them up and we think, oh no, they're, they're lost, they're gone. No, no, the Bible says that if I train my child up in the way that they should go, they will return when they get old. So they're coming back. Amen. Amen? They're coming back. They can't keep running. They gotta come back because that's a promise of God. Amen. That's why he died and he had buried for us. Those sins that... that even some of us committed and, and, and we turned away from God. And I have a testimony even for that when I, would, I did that thing. But God never gave up on me. And he had, he had my mother and, and her group, they were praying for me and I knew they were praying for me because that's the only reason I'm standing here today. <laughs> Praise God. It turned me around when I was lost and down. God said, enough. Enough is enough. You're killing yourself. But the benefits of what Jesus did and the life that we have in him, the natural benefits. He gave us authority over Satan and all the works of darkness. Amen? Amen? And he, through the suffering, crucifixion, death, burial, made us who believe and keep his commandments the victors. We're the victors. We're the overcomers. We're, more than, we're the more than the conquerors. We're the children of the most high God. Bless his name. Bless his name. And he restored us to the fellowship with the Father because that relationship was broken. When he was buried, he took those sins. So if you think you're in sin, whatever you got in you, you can confess it before God. He hears you. He wants to hear you. He delights in our prayers. He delights in it. He's waiting for us. He knows it, but he wants us to confess it. So confess it to him today. Pastor Huggy, yours. You know, Dale, you reminded me of something happened this week that I totally forgot about. Oh. We're talking about the coexist. Yeah. And you know those coexist bumper stickers? Yeah. They kind of irritate me. We can coexist, but they're not co-equal. <laughs> There's only one true God. There's only one way to heaven. But um, I was at the gas station. I was filling up my car, and, which I do often these days. <laughs> but we, um, what's the word? Oh, the car in front of me had that little coexist sticker, and then it said, this car protected by witchcraft. 
And I remember, I kind of, you know, when you're kind of talking to yourself out loud and, you know, I'm putting my gas in. And I just said, you know what? Thank you, Father, that this car is protected by the blood of Jesus. And I don't know if it was coincidence or not, but the lady that was pumping gas in that car, when I said that, kind of to myself out loud, she put her hood on, she stopped pumping gas, she put it back and she drove away. She didn't finish filling up her tank, I'll tell you that. It's just, it's just one of those things. Listen, why don't you stand up with me for a moment? And if you're watching us at home, this would be a good time to start preparing for communion, which we're going to do shortly. But right before we go there, Jesus came to earth. Obviously, he's the son of God. He lived a sinless life and he was crucified. He died on a cross for our sins. And the truth is, every one of us is a sinner, and every one of us was separated from God at some point in our journey because of our sin. But Jesus is the one who restored us into relationship with God by his sacrifice on the cross. He died for your sin and for mine. And if we acknowledge that we've sinned, if we repent of our sin, if we accept his sacrifice and confess him as our Lord and Savior and purpose to obey him, which is where most people get caught up today. Lots of people like believing in God and lots of people like forgiveness of sins. They just don't want to live the Christian life. Mm -hmm. That self-discipline that's required to obey the commands of Jesus, that's where people fall off. But today, God's calling you to a higher place. He's calling you to repent of your sin and give your life to him. And I just want to pray with all of you as we go into communion, whether you're at home or down the hall or in the sanctuary. Father, I thank you that the men and women here today, that you've revealed yourself to them in the knowledge of truth, the knowledge of who Jesus was, the Son of God. And Lord, there's some that are struggling in their relationship with you and some they just don't know you. But Lord, today we purpose to confess Jesus as our Lord. We repent of our sin and we ask you to save us so that we can know you in the power of your resurrection. And Lord, I thank you for each and every person that you're helping us to walk out our salvation day in and day out and to obey you in your commands, in your teachings, in the name of Jesus. Come on up with me. And you know, Jesus, the night he was betrayed, he took the, the bread and he broke it. And he told the disciples, he said, you know, this is our, he's instituting, right? This new covenant meal. And he said, you need to do this in remembrance of me until I come. And he was symbolizing by the broken bread that his body was going to be broken, and it was broken on a tree. But for your sin, for your sickness, for your disease, so you can be free. So Father, today, as we've been looking at some doctrine on the suffering of Christ, and sometimes when we go through suffering, it's not pleasant, it's not fun, but we have a Savior who's not unfamiliar with our suffering. And he was innocent. Often we produce suffering in our lives because of our own wrong decisions. But Lord, today, no matter what we're facing or no matter what we're looking at, all of us together as a culture are walking through some hard times as a nation. But we choose to look to you in the midst of the suffering. We choose to look to you in the midst of any circumstance or situation that we find ourselves in. And we thank you that in the brokenness of Christ, he made a way for us to be whole. 
So release healing right now, Father. Release your presence and restore minds to wholeness in the name of Jesus. Scripture says that afterwards Jesus took the cup. said, this is my blood which was shed for the remission of sins. Holy Spirit says, if you're out here today and you have unconfessed sins, he says, come to the altar. Confess your fears. Come to the altar. Confess your fears before him. And today you'll get delivered. Today you'll be set free. Today you'll be healed. If you'll come and kneel at the altar and say, Lord, Forgive me for believing the lie of the enemy. Forgive me. Come, confess it before him. He will heal you and deliver you. I will kneel with you as an act of solidarity. I will kneel with you and I will pray a prayer of confession and repentance over you. If there's one or more, you can come. You can come to the altar. But this blood that Jesus shed on Calvary's cross for us, for the remission of sins, says each time you do this, do this in remembrance of me. So let's remember our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let's partake. It's been a privilege having you up here with me today. It's been great. Thanks for sharing your gift. Let's put our hands towards heaven and say, Father, I thank you that as we go, that your word says you're faithful to complete the work that you began in us. Lord, sustain your people this week and let your glory be revealed to the culture as we go forth in your name and in your power in the name of Jesus. God bless you all. Have a fantastic week. We'll look forward to seeing you next time.